Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today we have episode 473, and I bring you Mr. Zig Ziggler. He comes with a fairly brief message that has one specific point, making a dramatic turnaround for the good when the circumstances you're in are in the dump. He leads off with a personal story, as he often does, that hits the point home and leaves us fully empowered to radically change our prospects for success right now, especially if you feel the circumstances are set against you. So let's first hear from Zig and the quotes you need to hear a thousand times to rewire your brain for success. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Support for today's show comes from Shutterstock. Every business needs high-quality images to attract and keep customers in today's marketplace. Whether you're making brochures or ads or putting the final touches on your next tweet, the visuals you choose are proven to make a big difference. Get started today with a 20% discount at Shutterstock.com slash Ziggler. So friends, if you get value from the Ziggler show, what we're doing right now, would you do two things to help us? One, give a rating and leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher. Tell people what you get from the show. Nothing does more to help us reach more people with this message of hope and encouragement to be a better you. And two, Just share a show that mattered to you with someone. Post it on your Facebook page or Twitter or wherever. And just, again, share with those you care about. Thank you so much in advance for doing any of that. So you've heard me say plenty of times that I, Kevin Miller, literally grew up hearing Zig Ziglar's message. It's uh, what my dad read to me in books, had me listen to in audios. We attended Zig's seminars when I was a kid. I actually have a performance planner, the goal planner from when I was 16 back in the 1980s that I have signed from Zig. Uh, It sits next to my see you at the top that I have signed from Zig actually just months before he passed away. But my dad exposed me to many of Zig's peers as well. Other speakers and presenters and authorities and authors and experts, none of them stood out. Now this is me as a kid. Okay. None of them stood out like Zig. Well, fast forward, and I was honored to speak for Ziggler twice as an expert on self-employment and finding freedom and doing something that you find great purpose in and great income in. But then the opportunity came, and I, I developed a friendship with Tom Ziggler, and the opportunity came to join Ziggler in helping steer the brand. And it was highlighted by reviving and revising and hosting this podcast, which has grown into one of the top business podcasts on planet Earth. Well, last week, I spent the entire week with the Ziegler team at headquarters in Dallas, Texas. I was a participant 
in the Ziegler Legacy Certification Course. The Ziegler team and family had incredibly high-level guest teachers and amazing attendees. It was a profound experience, which is why they wanted me to come experience this thing for myself. We were schooled in all of the Ziegler principles for success and in how to lead others in them. We connected with each other. We were inspired beyond belief and all ended up walking away, seeing the world and ourselves in a very different light. Honestly, I just felt charged to be a better human, a more righteous man, responsible to do all I can to ensure I'm running on all cylinders so I can then pour myself into others. So I'm going to be talking about this in the coming shows about this Ziegler legacy certification course so I can do it justice to what it really is and what it really will do and offer uh, do for you and offer you. Uh, the next one is September 11th through 15, 2017. It's five days of having your life elevated, inspired, and equipped in a massive way. So go to ZieglerCertified.com. Well, folks, you know that quote, I'm sure you've heard it from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Now, if you really take that captive, it brings into question what truly is reality. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to hear from Zig, and then I'm going to explain that statement more and really bring it to home. Here we go. At age 25, after I finally got my start in selling, I became the youngest divisional supervisor in the 66-year history of that company. Now, in direct sales, we were in the cookware business, And in direct sales, the field managers are the one who really control the destiny of that organization. Their daily contact with the salespeople, their training, their inspiration, their leadership, their being there to solve the problem, give the guidance and direction and all of those things, enormously important. When I was promoted to the position of divisional supervisor, I had to promote a person uh, who was really not ready and not qualified to move to the field manager's level, but I had no other options, and so it, uh, it just had to be. Now, when I got the promotion, that division was going really gung-ho. I mean, everything was really coming up roses. But almost immediately, things started to happen. One of the uh, men who was a field manager had a heart attack. And that took him out of operation. One of the men had his uh, toe, big toe, almost completely cut off. And we might laugh about it, but he spent 20 days in the hospital. And for the next four months, he was on crutches. And he was uh, largely negated as far as going out in the field and doing the field work that was necessary. His organization went kaput, as did the one who had the heart attack. One of the managers had an integrity problem, and that always brings difficulty, and it collapsed. The one who had taken my place did not have the experience, and uh, so that organization collapsed. Now, here's the scene. One month, we got a gung-ho, going, moving organization, and two months later, it's really going, but all of it is downhill. A rumor got started that the company was going to replace me. I just could not handle it. I didn't have enough experience. I was too young and all that sort of thing. Now, you're talking about somebody that had a pity party. Old Zig really had one. Well, I'm the good guy. I didn't have anything to do with that heart attack. 
I didn't have anything to do with cutting that toe off. I didn't have anything to do with the fact that I had no choice to promote one. I had nothing to do with that integrity problem. Not my fault. I mean, I just felt really put upon. I'm the good guy. And they're saying those ugly things about me. That ain't right. Oh, I had an advanced case of stinking thinking. It was fast settling into hardening of the attitudes. I desperately needed a checkup from the neck up. One day when we were living in Knoxville, Tennessee, I walked down the main street there of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and there was a new book in the window. And the title of the book was The Power of Positive Thinking. I said, boy, if anybody has ever needed some positive thinking, it's old Zig. I walked in, I picked that sucker up, and I started reading it walking out the front door. I was on my way to the airport to catch a flight down to Nashville, Tennessee, where I'd been scheduled for several months to speak to another division of the company on, guess what? Positive thinking. All right. Here was a guy with the worst attitude in the division being invited to speak on positive thinking. I got into that book, and Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, I realized, had written it specifically for me. He kept saying, now, Zig, I agree with you. You are not responsible for the heart attack. You're right, Zig. You had nothing to do with the big toe. You're absolutely right, Zig. You had nothing to do with all of those things. But let me tell you what you are responsible for. You're responsible with the way you handle that situation. It's not what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you that makes the difference. Now, let's have a little reality check very quickly. There are some people who are so, quote, positive, they lose their judgment. They think it's negative to ever say, here's a problem. Hey, that is not being negative. Identifying a problem is not being negative. Now, it is negative when you say, here's a problem, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's unsolvable. That's negative. Positive identifies the problem and said, now let me see, how am I going to solve this problem? I'll tell you, before I got a third of the way through with Dr. Peel's book, I started looking at each one of the divisions and I said, well, hey, now here's something we can do and here's something we can do and here's something we can do. A dramatic, total, 100% turnaround. Now let me emphasize a point. The economy had not changed. The toe was still in bad shape. The heart was still in bad shape. The integrity was getting in a little better shape. And experience was being gained on the other end. But within 60 more days, we were doing more business than we'd been doing when all of those things happened. What changed? The thinking of the person in charge. One of my favorite statements when I do leadership conferences is, when you've got one stinking, thinking, inept worker... What you've got is one stinking, thinking, inept worker. But when you've got one stinking, thinking leader, what you've got is a factory full or an organization full of inept producers. We finished that year. I'd been promoted in May. We finished that year 22nd out of 66 divisions. The next year we were fifth. The next year we were third. And I'm talking now South Carolina versus New York and Kansas, the only two states that beat us. Now, what happened? What happened is very simple. Instead of having a pity party, my attitude changed. I started analyzing all of the strong qualities and the good things that these managers could be doing, and the results were absolutely dramatic. I got so excited about it. Let me simply say that I had a big promotion. It was followed by a big collapse. I caught the plum disease, poor little old me disease, big time. 
I spread the stinking thinking and the solution was I read a book. Yes, you really can have everything in life you want. If you will, just help enough other people get what they want. I will say that enough time that I can guarantee you it's going to become a tremendous part of your life. So I'm going to take what Zig shared there and show you how the crux of his message is the crux of what you and I accept as reality. It's a shift that will decide if we stay in the norm or not. I am completely serious, folks. It's a simple shift that is possibly the hardest to actually make, which is why the masses stay just that, the masses. If you wanted to be normal, you though would not be here listening to this show. So stick with me for a few minutes and I guarantee I'll either massively empower you or I'll cause you to accept that you do not want true positive change in your life. And that'll save you a lot of heartache and effort. Let me first thank two supporters of this episode. First is Capterra. As a lifetime entrepreneur and business owner myself, I got into business to fully pursue things I cared about. For my fellow entrepreneurs and business leaders, there's a reason you got into business. It wasn't to worry about how to track your applicants or to figure out email marketing. So don't let those things dominate your time. There's software out there that can handle all the day-to-day busy work for you. You just need to find it. That's why I'm telling people about Capterra.com. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A. They help you find the software solution for your business needs. It's an easy to use website with over 400 categories of software to choose from. So whether you need help with website building, customer service, project management, Captera is the place to go. They have thousands of ratings and reviews from actual software users, just like you and me. And here's the best part. Using Captera is absolutely free. There's no obligation. There's no hitch in it too, or, or fine print. You don't even need to register. It's a free resource that will help you make the right software decision. So join the millions of people who use Captera every month, including me, visit capterra.com slash matters, M-A-T-T-E-R-S, and find the software that will help you do what you do better. Again, that's capterra, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A.com slash matters, M-A-T-T-E-R-S, to start your search today. Next is Men's Warehouse. It's a national suit drive. This is the 10th anniversary of it. Donate your gently used professional attire at any Men's Warehouse store from July 1st through the 31st and give a man a chance to transform his life. But if you don't have a suit to give, no worries. They are collecting all kinds of professional items, including sport coats, slacks, dress shirts, sportswear, outerwear, dress shoes, ties, and other accessories as well. Then all the donated items will be given directly to nonprofit organizations that distribute them throughout the country. The goal is to receive 275,000 donations. So be sure to spread the word by using the hashtag give a suit. So visit www.menswear, that's W-E-A-R house.com slash national dash suit dash drive for more information. That's men's plural where W E A R house.com slash national dash suit dash drive. Remember the dashes. Those who donate will receive a thank you coupon for 50% off of regular price retail items. Or you can also text N S D to six, six, nine, six, zero to receive $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. 
the men's warehouse national suit drive. Give a suit and change a life. Well, Zig in the story, he begins by telling us at age 25, he was the youngest divisional supervisor in the 66 year history of the company he was with. Uh, which was a direct sales cookware business. So two quick things right there to point out. He went after that job. And this is, if you hear the context of Zig's stories, if you read his books, you'll hear this. So I'm going to fill you in though. He went after that job because he needed the money. He didn't set out to be a salesman necessarily or be involved with cookware, but he did find a profession he liked, sales. And we have to realize that he had some inherent skills that helped him here. But day one, the company interviewed him and denied him. He persisted before they said yes. They didn't know he was the great Zig Ziglar because well, he wasn't. I mean, not yet. He spent a couple years in that position not being that great of a salesman, not even close. And I really want you to understand that because this is where so many of Zig's stories come from. He was like you and me, maybe worse. When I started out in business, I think I was a better beginning salesman than Zig was, though I had gotten some teaching from my dad. Uh, Zig didn't. Well, he didn't even have a dad at that point. Uh, but Zig was nothing special until he believed he could be. That's the core message. That's the core message of his life, of his message, and what we're going to talk about real quick here today. Uh, he, he always he became the great Zig Ziglar because he started where we all did, poorly skilled, poor perspective. His goal in life was to work for a little meat store uh, in his itty bitty town that he he worked at as a kid and maybe one day own it and make $5,000 in a year like the current owner had done. And what changed? One guy, PC Merrill, he talks about him a lot, told him he was a great waste in his sales role as he believed Zig could be great. That's it. That's where it began one man with some constructive criticism that undergirded some encouragement and boom, step one, then step two, you know, Zig believed the guy and right away started being that great salesperson. This is where Zig gets his perspective that what matters is what we believe about ourselves. His paradigm shifted. That's it. And he went from being uh, one year being uh, mediocre at best to the next year being extraordinary. All that changed was his perspective. And when that changes, so does everything. So does our reality, which brings us back to the story. Even though Zig had been succeeding in his job, he still came to a crisis. Circumstantially, everything went bad. Performance declined, business declined, and he found himself in jeopardy of losing his job. Well, then what happened? He read a book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, a book whose message was also primary in my upbringing. And as I was crafting this show, I pulled down my copy to take a look at it again. I'm actually going to take it home for my 12-year-old and 11-year-old boys to read. We're doing some specific reading, learning program during their summer break. But again, Zig, his paradigm, he read the book, his paradigm changed. Boom. He went from acknowledging reality and feeling, believing, and acting accordingly to still acknowledging reality, but not acting accordingly, at least not according to the natural logic of our human brain. And that folks right there is hard. That right there is hard. That's Herculean and rare. That is what a guy like, or why a guy like Zig uh, gets the most credit for. 
pursuing help to a situation that was looking down instead of just accepting it. And he had his eyes open, saw the book. He read it with an open seeking mind and he accepted the message and decided to reenter the, the quote reality, but with a different mindset, he had no better skill, no better ability, heritage, no lucky break, nothing, just a willingness and a commitment to want to be better than the norm, than the circumstances, which is wonderful and terrible, possibly message for all of us. I mean, it's wonderful because it means we get to turn our lives around in massive ways, immediately not needing anything, nothing, not nothing externally, at least. I mean, in, well, you know, you can go buy the power of positive thinking. That's 10 bucks. So go spend 10 bucks on, on Amazon. You can get it there or get see you at the top, which encompasses a lot of that message and more written by Zig Ziglar, of course. But reading won't do a thing unless you actually take it captive like Zig did and make specific decisions of action based on it. Wonderful news. Or it can feel a little terrible. We have to face hard work instead of letting the situation control things. We can't blame anything but ourselves. And sometimes we just don't want to do that. It's easier to go with the flow. And folks, I'm saying here, not as the guy who's arrived and is preaching to you. I understand that. I understand my own humanity. And sometimes I just don't feel like fighting. But that's what separates the superheroes from the civilians and keeps the superheroes so scarce. But hey, you know what? The only reason that you are listening today is you are uh, or very much want to be the rarity, the superhero who, again, gains hero status and success only by not going with the expected flow, not accepting the norm. And Zig quoted in his message, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you. I'll say it again. It's not what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you. Now I'm speaking that quote right here, right now, over 50,000 people will hear it in a short amount of time. And 50,000 people will consciously agree. Well, not our heads to it. Nobody wouldn't, you wouldn't be here listening to this if you didn't nod your head to it, but only a small percentage will actually take it further, really grasp onto the enormity of it and pull into their subconscious, their actual belief. And from that actually alter their actions. That's why the personal development business makes billions we, we like to hear good truths. They tickle our hope and inspiration and, and, and they're good, but we, as a people seldom swallow and actually digest the information and make change. We use it kind of like chewing gum, enjoy it a little while. It tastes good for a little bit, loses its taste. And then it is forgotten. Now, again, that's not you though, right? You're going to take this bait, swallow it and be hooked on a new paradigm. That's what Zig did. That's what his story is. Nothing dramatic. I say nothing dramatic, but it was dramatic. He just did not want to accept the reality, the truth. And so he got a book. It changed his mind, changed his perspective, changed the filter of glasses. And he therefore changed what he did. And again, that does bring us back to what is reality or maybe what does reality matter? The reality is a bunch of, uh, if it is a bunch of negative things that happened to Zig and his business reality, but he didn't act accordingly. You can think about that. The stuff is going to happen. It's going to be real. We can't look at it and be Pollyanna and go, uh, no, I didn't just break my armor. Uh, no, I'm not going bankrupt. I mean, if you are, you are. So the reality is there, but he did not act accordingly. That's what he's calling us to. Reality is going to happen that, you know, circumstances are going to happen and they are going to be bad at times, but we do not have to react accordingly. And in this story, Zig created results 
in that bad circumstance, he, he created results that eclipsed what was happening when all the circumstances were positive. I, I have a friend, a quick story. I have a friend who owns a high-end leather products company. Years ago, we went through a national recession. Many companies got hit by it. It was a big deal. However, this guy just didn't, uh, he wasn't bright enough to care about it. Okay. Uh, and he went forward with gusto. They had a banner year, increased their gross sales by many millions of dollars. So while companies selling necessities accepted the recession and took their hits, my friend selling a 100% high priced non-necessity had a banner year. So again, it just calls us to what should we accept? Bad circumstances happen and will always happen. And if we accept them, which is logical, again, I'm, I'm with you, it's, it's human, and, and we expect then accordingly, we will reap accordingly. However, we treat it like a challenge. Here's a circumstance. We treat it like a challenge, a game, the, uh, the matrix for those who don't know, for the, for those of you who know what I mean by the, by the matrix, the movie, um, and we don't act accordingly. What will happen if we don't accept the logical negative consequences and we expect to find a solution that makes reality even better. Things happen differently because our minds just get wired differently. We look for, instead of expecting the negative that goes along with the negative circumstance, we look for possibility and opportunity. And when we really look for it and expect it, we will find it. It's just math. It is just psychology, basic stuff. Well, hey, here's another story. This is, this is true and happening right now. My dad, Dan Miller, a frequent guest here, author of 48 Days to the Work You Love, his company, 48 Days, they host a lot of events in Franklin, Tennessee, usually sold out. They are infamous events because they do them at a place called the Sanctuary. All right. This is a converted barn. All right. He bought this property, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it was okay, decent house, totally run down barn that the guy did mechanic work in. Uh, it's like it's on nine acres in Franklin, Tennessee, and they converted this barn. He started doing events and he would do it here. He called it the sanctuary. And today it's this incredible little mini conference center. And they do, they don't just do events there. They do life there. I mean, they have meals brought out onto the patio catered. They do walks to the local uh, gardening places nearby where they do farm to table dinners. They go down into the house and stroll around through the paths on the property. I mean, it's just a beautiful, amazing experience. So this story happening right now, which for those of you who are already a part of the 48 days network, or you can go to 48 days.com and, and find out about it. He's been writing about this. Uh, this is happening right now. The city has come in and giving him a cease and desist orders. Again, he's been doing events for a I don't know how many years, long time, thousands of people gone through them. They're giving him cease and desist orders because the building is not up to code and there's some other code issues and whatnot. And really just boom, putting a stranglehold on things. Well, my dad being a superhero who got taught with this message, he's just a regular guy, but he's just saying, looking at that and going, and this is him and my mom saying, okay, I can then take that and accept and expect accordingly. And we're just going to take a big hit or we're going to have to totally can the whole thing, start doing it at hotels or, or, or whatever, and, and have a decline and lose this. He's actually even going a step further. And he and my mom are looking at this and going, okay, so what does this make possible or what is this pushing us towards or what should we consider and accept that's alternative to just anything negative and they are actually this blew me away this is a family email a few days ago they're saying you know what we're both 70 
uh, or my mom's just about to be, they're 70. They're in, they're in pretty good health, you know, but they're considering their time of life and what they want to do. And the events are, are put out, they take a lot of effort. I mean, they're at their home in essence, and they take a lot of effort, take a lot of recovery time as beautiful as they are. They're just taking this and saying, Hey, maybe this is not a bad thing. Maybe this is calling us to something else. And they're literally now considering they've been looking at Florida for a while and a certain beach where they have friends and they visited and they've talked about going there and they're taking this and doing serious consideration of should they sell the place, move there. Most of my dad's business can be done remotely. Anyways, he can do the events in another place, or maybe he just doesn't do events anymore. And that's something, and he, he really wants to put more time into writing. The events have kept him from writing. He wants to create other books. And so they're looking at this and going, maybe this is the catalyst we're supposed to take for this great positive change and adventure that may turn out to be the best thing that's ever happened to them. Well, you can look at that and say it's Pollyanna, but it's not. They're not looking at it and going, oh man, this is wonderful. No, they're still looking at it and going, this is that they're irritated as all can be, uh, that this beautiful thing that they have going there is being shut down, uh, by the, like the County or, or whatever. I mean, they're not happy about that. That's a circumstance that in and of itself, they don't like. They're not painting it as good, but they're saying now our response, however, if we look for possibility and opportunity, who knows what we'll find in there right away. And of course they're tuned into this in their lives overall. Uh, so they're looking at it and seeing what's possible and stuff is coming out of the woodwork as opportunity and possibility. That is amazing. That is amazing fruition. That is superhero uh, because so few people do it, but we all can Take the circumstance. It may be bad. It may be real. And it truly is bad. We're not painting it to look good, but we can say, okay, what possibility and opportunity can I pursue through this? How can I view it different and expect not, and not accept the bad consequences of it? I'm not going to accept those. I'm going to look for how I can turn this into good. That's what Zig did. And, and the reality of it, just going back to his story is a lot of times when we do that, we overdo that. So here he is going along when circumstances are good, right? And they're having good successes and outcomes. Now circumstances get bad, but he turns his paradigm around and says, no, well, I'm not going to accept the bad. And he probably, this is just humanity. We tend to go in there and we overwork it in a good way. We do more than we were doing before. And boom, what happens? A banner year among the bad circumstances. What if we did that folks? What if we looked at that bad circumstances and said, no, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to expect something better. What can I do? What, how, how can we solve the problem? How can we look at it differently? And oftentimes, not only do we find possibility and opportunity, but in that perspective, more comes to us. And sometimes we can overdo, we can, we can outdo where we even were before. If that sounds pie in the sky, folks, I, I don't know what to tell you. Go listen to Zig again. Go listen to his story. And we see people do it every day. They're the people whose books we are reading, whose podcasts we are listening to, whose seminars we are going to, who have different aspects of life that we would desire, or they are just doing something that we wish we could do. They're serving in a way we wish we could serve. We have to do different than the norm. Bad circumstances are going to happen. We do not have to expect bad results when they do. It's a life-changing message and truth, folks. It will make you weird and anomaly, but hey, you're not here to be normal, are you? Thank you for being here and walking with me and inspiring our true performance together. I'll be with you in the next Ziggler Show. Ziggler Show.